I pay for my water bill in swords. I pay for my mortgage in swords, okay? And it takes me 10 hours to produce a sword. If suddenly my sword gets devalued, that sounded very sexual and I didn't mean it to be. Um, Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Why Bitcoin Pause podcast, where we question everything, but mainly, why Bitcoin? My name is Jeff, and uh, I'm not a Bitcoin know-it-all person. I'm not a financial know-it-all person. I'm just a dude. I work a construction job, uh, and I'm joined here with my good friend, Doug. Hi, everybody. Doug, I'm, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks, man. How are you? Excellent. Uh, sorry, that was habit. Hey, did you like that opening? Didn't uh, you know what? Leave, no. leave, leave it in the comments how good that opening was. Uh, my name is Doug. I'm the co host here at Why Bitcoin. And uh, fun fact about me I have five kids. Five. Five uh, kids. Five kids. So I am concerned kids. about Bitcoin because uh, I want to teach them about it, honestly. That's one of the what, honestly, that is. I would say good 70% of the reason why I do so much studying about Bitcoin and uh, money and finances in general is because it was an education I never got that I want to make sure my kids have. So there you go. Definitely. Hey, Jeff. I mean, yeah. Welcome to episode eight. Episode eight, dude. We did it. This was the goal. We eight did episodes, it. so we're, I, we're done after that's this it. one, right? That's it. Yep. Enjoy the, no, enjoy the last we, show. We're just going to keep going forever. forever. <laughs> to the moon, baby. Eight is good. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> to the moon. Episodes to the moon. This might be the, it might be the last episode without a third guest. That's a little teaser for next week. Maybe. Don't get your hopes too high. But we are working on it. We're working on higher. it. Yeah, it feels good to be working on stuff. Yeah. Hey, guys, you can, <laughs> let's say where they can find us. You can find us on YouTube. Uh uh just search why bitcoin we're on spotify anywhere you find podcasts on the what's that podcast thing that you use that we use uh anchor fm um anchor fms so by the way guys to like all of them what uh pretty much yeah you have to file for some of them but yeah so we're on apple cast or apple podcast we're on google Podcasts. we're on i think it's called breaker um there's a whole bunch um so anywhere you find a podcast you'll find us pretty much yeah so I'm hearing a little bit of uh, sound effects there. Yeah, my, good? my my speaker just shut down. So it's fine. We're good. Let's let's go on. Okay, keep rolling. We're also on Twitter at YBitcoin underscore. Uh, one day Jack will give us that at YBitcoin, but not yet. Yes. So don't forget that underscore. Uh, we also have a Discord server. Feel free to join us there. Uh, Links in the description. The link for that. Nice. <laughs> and as always, <laughs> nice. And as always, if you want to contact us directly, you can email us at askwhybitcoin at gmail.com. Awesome. That's some of the best housekeeping you've ever done, my friend. I think we're getting clean now. My yeah. wife actually said, hey, this sounds like a podcast when she listened to Aww. it. I was like, Thank you. Hello, Mrs. Jeff. No, Thanks it... for listening. <laughs> I don't think she likes being called that at all. <laughs> I don't know your last name, so whatever, man. Okay. Well, it's, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's uh, cover one more thing here before we get going. Yeah, it's important. This, this is, is an important one, guys. Listen up. This is this is important. This, what you're listening to now, is not financial advice. 
Not even a little bit. Just two dudes talking. Yep. Not even. Don't listen to anything we say. This is all absolute blasphemy as far as financial advice goes. We don't know anything we're talking about. Why do we say that? Hey, this this podcast is called Why Bitcoin, and I didn't know anything about financial stuff ever. So I just want to hit this point that when I started looking at all this stuff, everybody says. Uh, that it's not financial advice and I thought why do people say that it doesn't make sense like you're clearly giving financial advice and some people do it in a joking way some people do it in a very very serious way and when I looked into it it was because people can sue you if they take your advice and something goes wrong but not only that so I was like okay well if it's Bitcoin I'll just tell people to buy Bitcoin they'll never sue me because they'll always win Um, but it's furthermore (laughs) than that it's actually the it's actually the SEC that will come down and uh, sue you. So the actual, uh, yeah, that organization will come down because that can be logged under uh, market manipulation. So if anybody tries to say something that can manipulate a market, that goes into a very heavy financial uh, legal territory, and that's bad. So theoretically, uh, which is also, yeah, theoretically, you wouldn't have so much to worry about because you're Canadian, but as an American. In the in the state in in the country where the SEC exists, then I I could have a problem, right? So, um, I mean, I'm what are they sure what are they going to do? They're going to extradite you, honestly, you know? I mean, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Like I'm I'm an idiot when it comes to legal stuff too, man. But I feel like I'm everybody says it, so I'm sure they can get. Oh, you. listen, because I the market markets are world, worldwide, right? Sure, but I mean, again, in order to prosecute, you have to be extradited. And I would, I would, you know what I would say? I would say we say that there might be a legal reason and a very valid one at that. That's fine. But sincerely, mm-hmm. I think, and you'll agree with me, I'm pretty sure on this one. The reason we say this is not financial advice and to do your own research is because you should be doing your own research. You should be investing and investigating um, where your money is going and what it's doing and you shouldn't be listening to anybody honestly like you should take our advice in in the sense of like oh that's an interesting thing they're talking about i want to learn more about it but you shouldn't yeah dive deeper right but you shouldn't be like oh these guys said buy bitcoin so i should buy Bitcoin. of course that's silly i mean if if some random dude came up to you on the street and just said hey man you should totally buy some bitcoin you would be like no mr strange man i will not do that and we're basically strangers so and for the most part, that's what happens when we tell people to buy Bitcoin. It's true. Like, it's true. You're a crazy strange yeah. man. The, the woman at the grocery store gave me the weirdest look today. It was so bizarre. I just, I was just oh, like, are you, hey, lady, are you, you want to buy around? some Bitcoin? So she, she wasn't <laughs> don't, having Don't it. do that. No, I know. She, it was you know weird. what I what I do do now whenever I see somebody that's like, like at the at the gas station the other day, uh, the gas price was one thirty or something crazy, and I was like, "This is nuts." She's like, "Yeah, it's crazy." So then, like, as I was leaving, uh, she's just working a, <laughs> you know, a cashier's job at the gas station. So I was like, "Hey, do you know anything about Bitcoin?" She's like, mm, "No, I don't really know." And I'll just be like, "You should just maybe Google it. It might be worth your time." And then I leave. So I just like I drop that little seed, you know, there just you plant the seed. That's all I want. All That's right. All so our do. next step then is we have to get business cards so you can do that and then slap a business card down on and just be like, "Check this out." I'm. I'm almost, yeah, I kind of want to do that. Just like, here's some link. Just put a bunch of really good links on a business card. Let me ask Watch you a question. Videos. Totally, totally real. unrelated, but kind of related because of the way my brain works. I was, I was, I read something this week. It was talking about um, 
how every small town or has like a dude, right? That everybody knows about, but nobody really talks about, right? So like, like when I was growing up, there was a guy we had in, in our town, we called the Walker. Okay. And he just walked everywhere and everybody from town knew him as the Walker and they knew of him, but like we, no one knew his name. He was just this dude who walked everywhere. And so this okay. thing I read said that like every small town in the world has someone like that. And I was just wondering, do you guys, do Canadians have that? Oh yeah. Do you, do you have, yeah, I, I was going to say you? no, but then I thought of like 17 yeah. different examples See? of that dude. Like, uh, uh, here, just, I'll say this really quickly, but uh, I moved recently from a town about seven hours away and in the, it was a smaller town than where I'm living now. And this town had a guy that just dressed up as Elvis and walked around as Elvis and he was just Elvis. He was just the and Elvis walking guy. Yeah. He was just the Elvis walking guy. So I guess so, what I'm saying, wait, why? Jeff, is that you could end up being your town's Bitcoin guy. Just... Oh God, that's everything I'd ever wanted. I know. That, I'm that just, I'm just offering you. I'm offering you. Uh, what is that called? Um, career advice. There you go. I don't think I don't think you can make a career out of screaming about Bitcoin, but you definitely can make a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, nailed it. Okay, let's uh, <laughs> moving right along to. The Dude, energy really on this show already work. feels weird, doesn't it? Like it just—I'm smiling today. Oh no, I'm, I'm loving it, but today. it just has a weird energy, man. Uh, everybody, just—you might okay. want to strap in. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen here. You know what it is? There wasn't a lot of bad things that happened. Like this this week, for example, we only have, we don't have any hate comments. We don't have any oh, any nice. bad comments. Yeah. So we you do have a heartwarming story, perhaps you want to talk about? Yep, we'll talk about some heartwarming stories coming up here in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Or did you want me to do that right now? now? Was that? Oh, that was your lead. Right I missed it. I'm sorry. That, man. I was trying to do a good segue. Oh, you tried to fine. segue so no. hard. Okay. I, it, next time. Next, next time. time. All right. So. Okay. Um, uh, we'll is... do a hard cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and go. We talked about this last week. We talked about the Fold app. By the way, guys, um, if you haven't checked it out, you really should. Uh, it, I feel like. They're going to be doing some really cool things. And I can say that even if you just sign up, what you can do, uh, it's called the Fold, F-O-L-D. Um, you sign up with them, and you basically you kind of get in line for what is essentially a, uh, a rechargeable debit card. It's a Visa card. And every purchase will give you, instead of like cash back, it will actually give you Bitcoin back. So you can charge the card with uh, fiat and spend your fiat. And then it returns that in Bitcoin. Um, I think depending on what you do, it's anywhere from 1% to 10%. So, uh, and until you get your card, you can actually go ahead and you can purchase through them. You can purchase um, for several different locations. Amazon, um, just a whole bunch of different places. You can purchase, uh, yeah. uh, what are they Gift called? cards. Gift cards. You, um, can, you can buy gift cards. So you, right. you open the app, you buy a gift card. And then you use the gift card, and then when you use the gift card, you get sats back. Right, and it gives yeah, it gives you gives you the sats back. So, anyways, I was in line to uh, to get a card, and I got the notification after the show last week that I have officially been accepted into the program, and I should be getting my card probably I would say pretty soon, maybe end of this week. So, yeah. so I'm really so that's my that's my feel good story of the week is that uh, I actually am uh, I'm in I'm. Uh, 
I'm just better than everybody now. That's all it is. No big deal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I agree. You are definitely better than everybody, dude. I'm stoked. I want to see. I want to see what that thing looks like. Yeah, like, me too. Is it a physical card? It will be. Then I was yeah. thinking about it. I was like, is it a physical card, or do they just let you get another app that is like a? No, no, no. It's a, it'll apps. be a physical card. It'll be a physical card. Yeah, that's awesome. I already have my cool. card I'm number, so that's kind of like that was kind of weird. So like now in the app, I can see a representation of my card. Oh, okay. And nice. yeah, so it's it's kind of cool, man. It's kind of cool. I can just see I'm the comments now. It. Hey, man, what's your card number? You should tell us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's the card number? I want to know everything about it. Yeah, exactly. Is there three digits on the back? Okay, cool. Right yeah. on, man. Yeah, I'm excited, uh, man. Okay, uh, guys, and if you ever want to leave us comments, we're we're always open to taking any comments. Hate comments, love comments. Just a concerns, high criticisms. Comments. Things we didn't know, yeah. comments, you know. We're, we'll talk about it. If mm -hmm. you say something, we're going to talk about it. We absolutely so. will. So Cool. All right, but where are we at next, Instead of talking man? about comments, instead of talking about comments, let's talk about something that everybody really knows well. That's just a joke. Nobody understands it. Inflation. Oh. I just want to talk about inflation. And I don't, I don't know if... Is this our question of the day? I don't know if we've talked about this before. Yeah, it's our uh, two dudes talking question of the day. We're just two dudes talking about inflation and trying to break it. I want I've never heard anybody explain inflation properly, so I just kind of wanted to s ramble and see if I can make it sound like something that everybody understands. Okay, Does so that sound good. Here's the here's here's why we we should preface. I think we should preface because um, inflation. I can already hear people's eyes glazing over when we say dude you say everybody glazes over in our podcast every time i bring that's up because anything. you know what honestly if you're not super stoked about finances and money and everything else which you should be which is what i try to do i try to be a cheerleader for this kind of stuff or get stoked about it i yeah. i remember what i was like six months ago eight months ago okay if you see, said that's my problem i don't remember see now I i'm do. like so in it i'm like this is crazy if you said if you said let's talk about inflation i'd be like pass hard pass so let's okay. let's preface by why why it's important really fast okay so okay why it's important basically it's important because every day everything you can buy is getting more expensive around you and eventually it's going to get so expensive that you won't be able to afford it and that includes things but what is it included but not limited to um, <laughs> things that entertain you things that um, help you stay alive water and food things that make you go gas and vehicles and energy and all of these things get more expensive and if you're not making more money year over year then you eventually get uh to a point where you can't afford those things. And then if you can't afford them, you die because you need water and food to live. So it's kind of an important thing. It's a super you know? important like, thing. And I would even I would even add to that, I would say inflation is important because what it is, long story short, is it is stealing your money. It is literally yes. taking value out of your pocket and it is stealing your money. That's what it is. Now, it can happen a lot of different ways, and we'll talk about that. Um, but for the most part, bottom line, the government is stealing. It's essentially, it's a hidden tax. It's a tax that no that, one talks I about. I see that phrase, yeah. You know, no one talks about it. No one acknowledges it. Certainly not the politicians, okay? They're not going to talk about how their spending sprees are literally taking money out of your accounts. They're taking money out of your pocket. 
And that's why inflation is important, and we need to talk about it. So go ahead, my friend. Hit it. Yeah. Do it. Okay, so so let's explain. So first off, if you're sitting there thinking, well, inflation doesn't affect me. I just hold my money, and uh, I save my money, so I'll be fine. And I work my Wrong. I work at my job. Yeah, I work at my job, and... <laughs> I, last year I got a two dollar raise, so I'm I'm making more money than last year. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is that if inflation goes up by, if you like, let's say it in percentages. So if you get a, a two percent raise in your salary or your wage, but inflation goes up by five percent, you just lost three percent of your salary. Like that's just quick maths, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you don't understand that, we'll just do. It, it basically goes like this: if if you have two and then. You take away three, you have less than one, and then you lose money. It's a bad thing. I want to talk about how it actually works, though. Because I was like, we can say inflation all we want, but what is it actually? Where does it stem from? So I kind of wanted to, to hit on that. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Okay. Okay, so here, I'm just... This might sound a little rambly. I, I tried to think about it in my head how I was right. going to say it. I'm like... I'm going to I'm I'm interrupt you rambling. where I think, I think clarification needs to happen, just so you know. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so let's put it this way. So step one, the government uh, prints money, okay? So how does that affect inflation? Well, what happens is more money goes out into the world, and therefore people want more of it because they know that more people have more of it, which adds to prices. That 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 definition is a little bit weird. I think an easier way to describe it is when wages go up. Um, so if a if a union of workers says, hey, we want to get paid $20 an hour, then the company says, okay, well, we'll pay you $20 an hour. But then what happens is that company is selling a product or a service, and that service has to go up in value. So if you break it down to, say, say a logging company where there's a bunch of lumberjacks and they're going out to cut trees and they say, we want to make $50 an hour. Well, now all of a sudden, the people that are selling the trees have to say, okay, these trees cost an extra couple dollars to cut down. So then when they sell them to the company that turns them into two by fours, that company says, well, these trees cost five bucks more to, to buy. So now when we cut them up, we're going to have to add that cost on. And then they sell them to Home Depot. And then Home Depot gets them at this inflated price of five dollars more there five dollars more from the cutting guy and all of a sudden your two by four that cost two dollars last year cost six dollars this year because the unions wanted more money this i'm against unions too do you like unions no i'm oh. not i think unions had a very important uh purpose at the beginning of their existence i think that existence or that purpose has long since expired um we need to clarify i think what you're talking about right now is uh market driven uh inflation which okay, yeah. which is a natural byproduct of a growing economy and that's that's an important um, <clears throat> because here's the here's here's my counterpoint to that right let's say your union says okay we want 50 okay um, the thing that can happen is that uh, the people who are buying the lumber from the lumberjacks at $50 an hour right the lumberjacks make $50 an hour that means they have to increase their costs Okay, the people buying that will say um, that, well, maybe the, the, it could work two ways. Okay, maybe, maybe like a Home Depot or a Lowe's says, okay, we'll pay that, right? And then they turn around and they try to sell that wood, which is actually really happening right now. I don't know, I don't know if it's, if it's um, union related or whatever, but I happen to know for a fact because I just had a, uh, uh, 
a roofer actually quote me a roof uh, a price for my roof and he was talking to me about how um lumber prices have gone through the roof in the last couple yeah, of years like insane amounts like it used to be two dollars yeah. for a two by four it's now like eight dollars it's insane so the point yeah. is <clears throat> and just just to just to just to comment on that if people say like if you think okay well two to eight dollars that's not that much you have to think about it in perspective and percentages that's what is that? Uh, three, four. It's four hundred percent. Four hundred percent. Yeah. So what that means is that if you if you're building a roof and it costs, you know, if it takes a hundred two by fours, okay, two years ago a hundred two by fours cost you two hundred dollars, and now it's eight hundred dollars. So all of a sudden you're six hundred dollars more money. Right. It's four. That's mm-hmm. three extra roofs. Like. So, but the point. It's very the, very bad. It's super bad. But the point is, is that if if it's a natural occurring monetary or market driven, sorry, market driven inflation, what can happen is, um, people at the back end of that, like me, let's say, okay, so let's say my roofing guy says to me, listen, because these prices are so big, they're so high, I have to pass that on to you. He won't say that directly, obviously, and and I will say I I can't afford that. I'll have to wait till next year. I'll have to wait till something happens. And so that wood will not get purchased, right? Which means that will drive the price down essentially, right? Because, because I don't care if you, if you, if you say, let's say there's a pen, right? And you tell me that pen is worth a thousand dollars and I say, okay, sell it for a thousand dollars and nobody buys the pen. Is that pen worth a thousand dollars? No. Things are only worth what you're willing to pay for them. So in a market-driven inflation, things do tend to go up because people are trying to edge things up in their favor, right? And and as long as the market bears it, it will it will be inflated. It will inflate because I said that twice. And so yeah, but so to touch on that that's not again, what we're really no. talking about here when we're concerned about inflation. Well, we're talking about it all. Well, okay. No, but... because th- this is con- this is concerning because just to keep it with this story. So now this guy that wants to do your roof, okay, you say no because it's too expensive. So he says, okay, I have to cut costs somewhere. So, but he can't change the price of the lumber. He can't. He doesn't have control over that. The only place he has control over the cost is his own labor. So he has to say, I'll work for less. So now he's in a position where he's buying more expensive lumber and he's getting paid less money for his hours of work. That could happen. Which means the cost of goods is going up and the cost of labor is going down. So at the end of the day, maybe your roof got made for a, a... a fair price in your mind but the cost of the lumber that it t- took to build it was still higher and all that happens is the guy that built it walks away being like wow i made no money on that job that is then- one that is one outcome the other outcome though could be that because he can't sell jobs right because he's not going to lose money on nobody goes into business to lose money right so he does less jobs okay he does enough jobs to to find the clients who will pay the right prices but he does less of them so that means Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever he's getting his wood from, they have to purchase less because they're not selling as much to the final end contractor, which means then then that gets transferred right back to the very beginning of the, the line, as it were, where the lumberjacks aren't going to be able to get 50. You know what I mean? Like it has, there is a balancing effect in a, in a natural economy where... Because, listen, I, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'm a capitalist. I think people should try to get as much money as they possibly can as long as it's legal, right? As long as it doesn't hurt people, then, you know, and, and by hurt people, I mean, 
take advantage of. Okay, right? Yes. Um, because obviously anybody can claim, well, that roof is too expensive. That hurts me. Well, that's not the same thing. Um, but the idea of of like criminal activity, collusion, uh, that sort of stuff, I, I'm not. That's not capitalism. That is no. That's something else. But in yeah. terms of in terms of inflationary actions in a capitalistic system it's it has checks and balances it has a certain tipping point where the consumer whatever whichever consumer it is whether it's lowe's or the very end consumer somebody along the line will go that's too much i can't stand that i can't i literally can't afford that and it will stymie it will stymie that inflation you know what i'm saying so yeah but what so let's talk about what's happening now then because people are getting to a point it wasn't because of inflation at first this is where i get confused mm -hmm. and maybe our listeners do too because things are getting more expensive but also people are not working and so they're giving out government money yep. but that money isn't that money is just fake money that this is where the fake money make causing inflation doesn't make sense to me I, i've been trying to figure it out do you have a good yeah i do i do if you if you yeah so <clears throat> When we're talking about monetary policy from governments causing inflation, and that's why I want to distinguish the two, because I think it's really important to understand that there is a natural occurring inflation, which is, it's not necessarily, I wouldn't call it good, but I wouldn't call it bad either. It just is, right? If you're talking about monetary policy that causes inflation, what you have to do is you have to understand the concept of value at, uh, value versus scarcity okay if mm -hmm. if i'm the only person on my block let's just say who has access to water okay and i'm selling that water I, it's it's not the best analogy probably but let's just say i'm the let's i'm the only one whose tap still works right and all of my neighbors they are going to trade me for my water right if suddenly somebody else's tap starts working, there's more access to the resource, and therefore the price will go down, okay? Um, because now, let's say I'm charging $5 a gallon because I'm an asshole and I'm going to keep people from water, right? Um, if somebody else suddenly comes in and they are providing water, they can sell it for $4 a gallon. That will drive my price down, okay? Because it, and it disperses the value, essentially, okay? So what happens is money is actually a lot like water. I, I didn't even mean to do that, but it actually worked out pretty well. Money flows nice. to, like, the lowest point, and so that's why it's like water. But in terms of money, if there's more dollars, okay, um, it's just like any other resource. You have to think of it like a resource. So if I have the only $10 that exist, those are very valuable $10. But if everybody has $10, then it's not as, look at it like, uh, like a penny, right? If, if you have a bunch of pennies, do you really care about the pennies? Like it's just sort of this natural, um, presumption about the value of something if there's a lot of this thing then we assume it to have less value and honestly overall it has less value this is why <clears throat> very specifically this is why we don't use things like seashells or rocks for our money 
because anybody could go and pick it up. It doesn't have any value, right? We have to assign, we assign value to things that are scarce. That is pretty much how value and, and monetary policy works. So when the Fed prints up a trillion or two or nine trillion more dollars, then the whole the whole playing field of dollar value essentially goes down because none of those dollars have really been taken out of the system. We've just put a lot more into the system. Is that, is that kind of clear? It, yeah, it does make sense. It does make sense. It's just, it's weird when, it, when you're talking about like dollar bills in that sense, because I mean, there's a lot of different directions you can go and how the value of a, a dollar bill changes. Like, you can print a dollar bill, like a hundred dollar bill, but that hundred dollar bill only costs pennies to make. Sure. So, well, but right? what have so we always said about what have we but... always said about money? What really is money, right? Essentially, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's a measurement of time, right? It's a it's a value of our time. We exactly. So so the point is is if how else could you let's let's maybe let me let me let's tackle it from a different I'm, angle. Right? Yeah, I'm really trying to figure out how... Okay, so basically, they make all this new money. There's all this new money out there, but now the money becomes worth less than it was before. So then, all these people that haven't been working are like, okay, well, I have... Basically, if the government said, hey, everybody, we're going to give you $1,400 in the 1920s, that, that would make everybody crazy rich because right. the money was worth way way less back then so you only needed so much no, no, money to be able no, to No 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 the money had more value back then Oh sorry yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah. it had more Look, so everybody would be super rich but now everybody gets like a thousand bucks it's like well what am I going to do with this thousand bucks Right and then you pay off maybe one month of rent, if that, or maybe half a month of rent. And right. then all of a sudden, okay, I'm still not working. So I need another $2,000 now. And now I need an extra $4,000 because everything keeps going up. And like you said about the, um, oh, you made a good, oh, the pen. So the pen has value because uh, when somebody buys it, right? So the same thing's happening in the housing market where people are putting these houses up for, $500,000, $600,000, $700,000 for a house. And you'll see, okay, well, that house is only worth that so long as somebody can buy it. And somebody can buy it because the prices are inflating and people know that uh, that, mo that money keeps going up. So if they keep pricing houses higher and they keep pricing all these things higher, then people keep buying them. It eventually gets to a tipping point where nobody can buy it anymore. And then all of a sudden, all at once everything plummets in price because nobody well, has money anymore unless unless they keep printing money again yeah so you're, you're kind of mixing the whole the market driven inflation right um yeah i know see and it, it, yeah, it's hard it is really hard to distinguish between the two of them so when we're talking about like let's say the housing bubble of 2008 okay what was happening there was that the government was essentially not only the government mandate that banks make predatory loans which they did with the i believe it was the frank dodd act um but then they were also subsidizing those loans so not only were the banks being forced essentially legally by law to to make bad loans but then they were also being rewarded financially for making bad loans so that that it's kind of yeah. it's it was that it was a weird amalgamation of of uh, 
market-driven inflation and government-driven inflation. So, mm-hmm. which these are all things that happen in history at different right. in different countries where you start spiking hyperinflation. Right. So, right? so one of the so, ways one of the ways to think about like um, in terms of the government inflation, I really want to focus on that because that's a dangerous one. Okay, that's the one that you and I hate the most. Okay. Let's just I say they're both bad. <coughs> Well, I think there's a certain okay, focus on focus on the one. Okay, so so I'm focus trying to. I always try to bring it down right. to like uh, basic concept kind of stuff. Let's go back to the pen. Okay, let's say there are ten people. Okay, and you're the you're the eleventh guy, and you're selling that pen. Okay, and we'll keep it in the same numbers. We're going to sell this pen for a thousand dollars. Okay, now everybody has a thousand dollars in their pocket and they're interested in the pen. We're just going to, we're making these assumptions so that this analogy kind of works. Okay. Mm-hmm. If everybody's interested in the pen and everybody has a thousand dollars, okay, then my pen suddenly becomes more valuable than a thousand dollars because what that means is that somebody's going to try to find a thousand and one dollars to be able to get the pen right to outbid essentially so what happens if the government comes in and gives everybody a check for another thousand dollars suddenly my pen Uh, becomes two thousand dollars worth of value because everyone wants that pen right and everyone suddenly has two thousand dollars worth so that is where government printing money causes the cost of things to go up and the value of the dollar to go down. Because what used to what used to only take you a thousand dollars to purchase, okay, or maybe a thousand and one dollars, now will cost you two thousand dollars for the exact same thing. That's the okay, difference. Good. Does that make sense? So then that does but then that can trigger into the other one where if i'm sitting there at a table with all these people that now have two thousand dollars of we're buying these two thousand dollar pens but everybody at the table needs the two thousand dollar pen in order to write a letter and their product is selling letters and they need that pen but now when they sell their letter they need to sell that letter for two thousand dollars more so it makes not only the cost of the pen go up, but also the cost of the letter go up. And then you just carry on down the line. So now the, I don't know, whoever is buying the letter to give to a friend, like to give as a gift, well now all of a sudden, every, everything goes, it just everything goes up in well, here's, value. Here's the, everything goes up in here's value the important and the money thing. becomes worth less. Here's the important thing, okay? In the analogy about the pens, okay, what we said was, the government writes a check for everybody for another thousand dollars, so the price of the pen goes up. But that's not what happens when the government writes us checks anymore. So what happens is the government writes a check to the banks and to big corporations, to not to you, not to the people that are actually buying the pens. Okay? And everybody eventually gets that extra money, but what happens is the people who are written the first checks get to use the money with the current value. Is that, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so the, the banks get the money, right? And then they'll, you know, then you, then you go to the bank, 
all right, and you you get your thousand dollars to buy the pen, let's say. But the bank has already taken that money, and they have gone out and made loans with it. They have gotten bought bought stocks and bonds with it, and they have invested that money at full value. By the time that money gets to you, it's not worth that thousand dollars anymore. Now you have to spend two thousand dollars to get that pen, because everybody else pre-you has gotten their use out of it. It filters to you, right? So that, that's the dangerous part. And that's why it's, there's a big difference between, I think, between like a, a company trying to, I don't know, upgrade, uh, 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 upgrade a service maybe and get more money or, you know, somehow create more value in their product to get more money. Um, versus the government just printing money. There's a big difference between those two things, and we have to yeah. acknowledge those because one has a stopgap measure to it, right? The market-driven inflation has a, mecha a mechanism in it where people will just say, no, I'm not going to do this. If, you, if, if, if the government just prints money, everybody has the money, so they're just going to spend it, but it still makes everything more valuable. And the thing of it is... You, 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 your dollar gets worth less, okay? But your company doesn't pay you more, right? You're still gonna get, you're still gonna get that two to four percent, which is nationwide average of a of a raise every year. A yearly raise would be two to four percent, okay? Because generally the companies say, listen, we're keeping up with uh, we're keeping up with inflation. Okay. What they're saying is they're keeping up with that natural inflation. They're keeping up with that natural market driven inflation. But when the government prints a bunch of money and then inflation goes past that two or 4%, you, your company is saying, we're going to give you the two or 4%, you know, but the inflation is actually five, 10, 12, 15%. So you're, you're losing money. You are, you're having money stolen out of your pocket. That makes sense. When, Did I say yeah, that, that good? Makes sense. I think I think you said it good. I I'm still not. It's it's hard to under. If you're listening to this and you don't get it, it's fine. We're gonna talk about it again. Yeah, there's absolutely. So to, absolutely. There's so much to try and unpack. But what you need to know is that inflation is bad, and you need to be scared about. You don't need to be scared, but you just need to be aware of the fact that the dollars are losing purchasing power. And what you can buy with your with your money today is going to be less than what you can buy in a year from now, and that's that's not good. Let me it's let me not good. let me do this, okay? For everybody who's who's still listening and interested here, here is a fun fact you can look up. You can you can fact check me on this one, okay? And I'd love to hear your comment on it. But this will make it very clear, okay? Since 1913, the U.S. dollar has lost 95 percent of its value. That means, okay, if I could buy it for a nickel back in 1913, it now costs me a dollar. So, like a Coke, right? You go to a, a vending machine, it now costs you a dollar. It might even cost more than a dollar now. I don't know. But when I was growing up, when I was growing up, it cost us 50 cents, okay? Now it costs us a dollar. To, you put your dollar in the Coke machine, you get a Coke. Back in 1913, you could drop a nickel and you could buy the exact same coke still 12 ounces it would be in a glass bottle probably not in a can but still the exact same thing nothing else has changed about the product just the price that's what we're talking about so that's a good place to start in terms of just if you want to understand inflation 
and how damaging it is to your pocketbook, just start doing research on what things used to cost. Pocketbook. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm listen. I'm okay. 40 years old. Okay, I say pocketbook. I'm not even embarrassed anymore. <laughs> okay, I want to. I want to. I want to briefly just ch touch on hyperinflation because I think that's the more exciting, oh, exciting yeah. stuff to talk well, about. Well, it's terror. Terrifying so, is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So hyperinflation occurs when the inf so like you said, inflation rates go up by roughly two percent every year, uh, hidden by federal reserve it's probably a lot more than that but they say it's two percent but you as a consumer you can just go to the store and be like hey this used to you you can do the math yourself like you said if a coke cost you a dollar last year and it cost you two dollars this year well inflation just went up a hundred percent on that coke right it's twice as much uh hyperinflation occurs when uh the inflation rate is above 50 percent over i think it's a three month basis so every three months everything goes up in cost by 50%. And there's a few different examples of this, but the, the biggest one that I could find, uh, there's a few videos you can watch, but in uh, Weimar, Germany, after World War One, Weimar. Hyperinflation, Weimar. Weimar. Hyperinflation occurred, Weimar. Hyperinflation occurred big time. And this is where you can Google pictures of like people with wheelbar wheelbarrows full of uh, bills to go buy stuff and every people were getting paid in the mornings and then people were getting paid in the afternoons because when you started work in the morning the amount of money you made was not going to be enough to, for the money that you needed for the afternoon so you had to get mm -hmm. paid twice um the reason they did this was because uh why germany lost the war i think if you're gonna have to do some fact checks on uh, uh, germany World war I history here. germany lost both of the wars man <laughs> yeah so what happened was that they got stuck with the bill for the war the world said hey you guys lost you pay these bills for everything that it costs and they said okay well we'll pay with our uh with our uh what are they called Ger they weren't called Ger no it's not a du deutschmark deutschmarks came later there was four different sets of uh marks that they had but I'll just say mark one two three and four so mark one was out and it was backed by gold and then they they had to remove it from its gold backing and then it was just backed by the german government and then they decided okay we'll just print more so they printed as much as they could in order to pay off their debts so that ruined their uh, local economy because all of these marks were getting printed and it got to a point where uh they needed to print like a hundred billion dollar i think a hundred million dollar bills just for people to buy loaves of bread with so then what let me can i pause you right there for one second just to really hit a point okay if if let's just say the government owed a million dollars okay they didn't create value what they did is they literally printed a million dollars worth of bills to pay off the debt there's no value in that and that's yes. and and that i think that's a really important point to understand because there are there are people you see them on twitter they're talking about it right now why don't we just cancel college debt or cancel our mortgages or let's just let's just print our way out of the debt that we owe china or japan or whatever that kind of thinking is exactly what weimar germany was thinking yeah that's exactly what they were doing it didn't work out so well. no because you can't just take a debt and then just print i mean it, it's literally 
let's look at it. A dollar is basically an IOU, essentially. Okay, and if I just print, if I just spend the whole day, let's say I owe Jeff a thousand dollars, and I have little sticky notes, and I just write IOU a dollar, IOU a dollar, I, and I just do that a thousand times, and I hand it to Jeff. I haven't done any. I haven't created any value. There's nothing there on that piece of paper that says suddenly this is valuable, right? That's what we're talking about here. That's the danger of this. Keep going. I'm sorry. I just wanted to really hit that point. Yes, but so yeah, with this, it's basically yeah. Like when uh, this is just a side note, but now I got I got some cash. Like last week, I'm holding cash. I'm holding in my hand. I'm like, I don't care. Like you just feel like this is just a piece of plastic. It doesn't matter anymore. It's so silly uh, how much people like this. But yeah, one thing you have to realize is that money and currency are two different things. So they were printing currency, and a True. currency, like you said, is just an IOU. Whereas a money is something that has value that you can uh, give to somebody and give it anywhere and that will be like this is valuable so if you paid me in oh what's something that's valuable to us in between each other i don't know do you so you have a really nice sword that you made in your blacksmithing shop <laughs> and i said i want that sword and you say this sword is worth a thousand dollars and in my head i say i know that this sword is worth a thousand dollars when you give me this our death is done so right. you say, okay, here's this, and, and the debt is done. But what you did instead was say, here's a piece of paper saying that I'll give you this sword later. And then I'm waiting on it, and then right. you never give me the sword because you don't have it. So you say, okay, okay, I'll, I'll give you two swords. And you print a piece of paper saying I'll give you two swords. Right. And then I'm like sitting there waiting. So the debt hasn't been paid yet. It's just been IOU'd. So then that just multiplies and multiplies and multiplies until it gets to these extreme numbers so somebody came in and said okay let's just change it up for a second and then they i can't remember what the guy's name is these are all historical figures history is fun but um he said okay well let's change it instead of being mark number one it'll be mark number two and a mark is two is worth a hundred trillion mark one so then they did that but the only thing they did was this they had to keep printing because they didn't have a way out and eventually uh somebody came in and found a way to, I don't want to get it. Should I get into all of this? No, I think, I think at a certain point you lose, you kind of lose the message because we're, we're not doing a history lesson on Germany right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not a history lesson on Germany, but yeah. Okay. That's a fair point. So what you need to know is printing money doesn't add value. It just adds currency and currency is nothing but pieces of paper that have no value whatsoever. So if you're holding, if you have a, a safe in your house that has you know, a few hundred dollar bills in it, and you're like, yeah, I'm holding that few hundred dollar bills. That few hundred dollar bills is losing value. And if hyperinflation hits, that few hundred dollars loses value very quickly to the point where it goes from being worth a, hundred, a few hundred dollars into uh, a couple bucks. It just, it happens really quick. So hyperinflation is something to watch out for. And if you look around, you might see that uh, a lot of the triggers that are going on in the world right now are uh, looking towards hyperinflation uh, coming to a to a to a theater near you, <laughs> theater, theater near you soon. Maybe. You know, you said something here that kind of kind of hit hit my brain a little bit. No, it tickled my brain in a way. You're talking about how swords, right? Like I'm going to, I owe you a thousand dollars, and this sword is worth a thousand dollars, right? What what are we actually saying when we say we're going to trade in barter as opposed to currency, right? What we're really saying is, and this is, we've said this a million times. I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more times. I don't care. Uh, money, currency, is just a measurement of time. If if you're saying, I'm going to trade that sword, 
right, to pay off the debt. What you're saying is, is this is a thousand dollars worth of my time and effort that I'm paying off yes. with. Okay. Yeah. So what I want people to think about right now, okay, is you only have 24 hours in a day. You only have 365 days in a year. You only have so much time. You cannot produce more time. You cannot make more time happen. So if there's anything that devalues that time, you are being stolen from. If it takes you, let's say, let's say we're, to, we're, we're keep with the swords for right now. We'll keep with the swords idea. Let's say it takes me 10 hours to produce a good, well-crafted sword to do business with. Okay. And we go back to the barter system. We get off currency for a second. And I am just, I pay for my water bill and swords. I pay for my mortgage and swords. Okay. And it takes me 10 hours to produce a sword. If suddenly my sword gets devalued, that sounded very sexual and I didn't mean it to be. Um, it's okay. But moving on. But if, if my, if my time is suddenly devalued, then I have to now do 20 hours of work to essentially produce the same thing. So mm -hmm. switching that over to currency, if I work for 10 hours and I make $100, okay, but now that $100 won't buy me today what it bought me yesterday, then I have my, the, the hours that it takes me to achieve that, you see what I'm saying? It now will take me, yeah. it will now take me, let's say, 12 hours to produce enough money to purchase what yesterday only cost me 10 hours of my work. That's what I mean when I say your money is being stolen from you because it's not your money being stolen from you. It's your time. It's your life your being, time's st being stolen from you. Exactly. Yes. And you cannot, and, and so, the big takeaway is you can't make more time. That's the only, that's the only finite resource. That is the finite resource. That is the thing that is the most valuable. And so what, what you should do and this is this is kind of tangenting, I, I admit. But what you need to do is you need to find a way to maximize value of your time versus getting more money. It's not the same thing. Yes. Right. Yeah. Very, very different. Very, very so different. if you're if you're if you're chasing an amount of money that you want in the future, like I want to have a million dollars someday, and you put your whole life towards finding that million dollars, and then in fifty years you have a million dollars. But all of a sudden, that million dollars can only buy you that day what today could be like a loaf of bread. Well, what did you just do? You just wasted your whole life for a loaf of bread. So don't do that. No. Stop chasing money. Find a better way to spend your time. Not even, not even find a better way to spend your time. Change your way of thinking. Change your yes. mindset. That's the important thing. Um, here's a good example. I'm just going to use generic numbers. These aren't actual numbers, okay? My, my wife has a, has a retirement account, let's say, all right? And again, not applicable to me specifically. But let's say she saves. Let's say let, you know, we talk to our finance guy, and he's like, okay, if you keep saving and keep investing and you get this rate of return, you're going to have $250,000 at the end of it. Okay, $250,000 when she started working, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, $250,000 would have bought us a lot of things. We would have found a very nice house with property. We would have been very comfortable. $250,000 today 
will barely buy you in my neck of the woods, will barely buy you a half an acre with a really nice house on it. You know what I'm saying? So her time has been stolen from because the effort that she has put in for the last 20 years, all that money she saved and, and, and squirreled away and everything else, it's not worth what it was at the beginning. And so what I'm saying is when I say change your mindset, I want, I'm, I'm suggesting to people that they really need to look at what is, what is their goal and is what they're doing going to get them to that goal or is it going to leave them scratching their heads? And the problem is, and this is, this is where I get incensed, this is where I get angry because there's a lie being told to everybody that if you just work hard and you just say if you'll be okay. And what they don't tell you is that every day the people in charge, the people who should freaking know better, are literally stealing your time from you. And when you get to 65 and 70 years old and you, you're going to retire, if you're going to retire, I don't ever plan on retiring because I think it would be boring, but if you get to that point, you're not going to, you're going to have to still work. You're going to have to go, and then you're not going to be able to do the job you were doing because you're going to be considered too old to, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll phase you out or whatever. So you're going to go work at Walmart as a greeter or some crap like that just to, just to pay the bills because you have been lied to for so long and, and it's not your fault. And it's not even the people that necessarily that were teaching you the lie that it's that it's not their fault because they were taught a lie. And it makes me so angry because there are so many people out there who think I'll just, I just, I'll just do it right. Right. I won't go into debt. I won't take out a bunch of credit cards or, or whatever. I will pay as I go and I will be responsible. And at the end I'll be okay. And the answer to the, the, the response I have to that is no, you will not. You have to change your mindset right now. You are, you are, you are being led down a path where you will be destitute and, and I don't want to be negative. I'm not going to be negative, but just change your mindset, guys, please. Like, like you have to yeah. start thinking beyond, beyond what you've been told, because the fact of the matter is, and, just... and this is what, this is what Jeff started off saying in inflation, it's going to infect, it's going to infect you. That's actually a good way to say it. It's going to infect you whether you like it or not. So what you have to do is realize it's occurring and then start taking steps, start educating yourself and taking steps to mitigate that because it's happening whether you like it or not i'm i'm gonna step back i think you did good you, you had a little bit more of a tinfoil hat on than i did this week that's good that makes me feel good <laughs> that's awesome be be afraid be very afraid but yeah be afraid be be very afraid <laughs> okay uh we're only we afraid of things we don't understand that's right so Once if you, you can if you start good. educating yourself and you understand it you won't be afraid You'll just start dealing with it. Okay. Okay. I think we'll we'll, we'll have another episode on inflation. Oh, we're or gonna have just to. retire, or maybe maybe that goes more into investments and stuff. Like when you're when you're talking about your uh, retirement investment and stuff, that maybe that'll be another. Episode. Oh my god, I got a perfect I, I guy we could have on the show for that. That'd be great. Okay, so we'll leave it there then. Okay, that's good. That, that's exciting. That means we get to jump into everybody's favorite part of the show, the price check. Oh yeah, price, price check, check, baby, price check. Okay, was that the jingle? No, that's not. No, no, no. I'll definitely put the. I'll put. The, oh I'll yeah, put price somewhere. check, baby. Price check. <laughs> I'm, I'm just excited about this week's price check, dude. Why Bitcoin presents your weekly price check. Okay, cool. Okay, this price check is a few things. This price check is brought to you by 
Uh, disclaimer, this price check is not actually brought to you by anything, but in a future, if you'd like this price check to be brought to you by yourself, you, you may have the opportunity to be a, a sponsor of this podcast. This podcast is not sponsored by anyone right now, but as a joke, this podcast is sponsored by Smiles. Smiles, uh, written out S, capital M-I-L-E-S, is an app that I've been using with Bitcoin uh, ever since... Oh, I don't know. It's been a while now. Uh, Smiles is an app that you put on your phone, and as you walk around, it tracks your movement, and for every step you take, you can earn sats. Uh, it's a really cool thing. Uh, yes, you have to give up your location identity, so if you're not into that, definitely probably wouldn't be the app for you, but if you're okay with uh, everybody knowing where you are all the time, uh, just for walking around, or if you're like me and you like to go running, you can go on a nice little run, and when you get back, you're like, yay, I'm, I made some, uh, I earned some sats, some Bitcoin on that run, so some feels sweet, good. Check it out, sets. Smiles on the apps yeah okay let's uh let's do this price check you're gonna do american as always doug checks american prices i will check canadian prices because i am in canada and you are in americana whoops i don't have mine up yet so all right well i'll go first first if you get yours all right so this as of right now it's monday at uh 9 50 p.m Central time. Uh, Bitcoin is at $54,426.28. Holy shit, 54? Jeez, today was a day, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and in Canadian dollars, the ones that matter, lol, it is going for $69,575.52 Canadian. 54, eh? Hmm, tomorrow's going to be exciting. <laughs> uh, now, yeah, for your... let's. Uh, why don't we go ahead and review uh, last week's predictions? Okay, so do you want? I guess I'll go first because you seem excited about yours, and I don't know what your number is, so I'll go first. My guess for the week, last week, I wrote down sixty-five thousand nine hundred forty-three dollars and twenty-six cents. That said, we did get up there quite a bit. We did. We, we did. did break sixty this week. Oh, we, we almost did. hit sixty-two. So. Uh, I, I was I was thinking that we were going to get there, but I was it was just a little. But that's not the game we're playing. That's not the listen for for the viewers. No, you're right. You're right. The game we're playing. Okay, this is just between me and Jeff. This is our own personal little game. Uh, the game is, and we'll we'll make our predictions after this. The game is we have to predict what it's going to be at for the next uh, recording of the show. So. Yeah. Last Monday we recorded and we and Jeff said $65,943.26 and I said $56,897.40 and it was wow if we started a few I was early, I was off by 2000 but Jeff was off by 13000 no 11000 11000 roughly that's okay so that's okay so um price check scores price check scores so far. doug one jeff none let's rock and roll baby uh yeah the canadian was sixty nine thousand five hundred and seventy five dollars and fifty two cents okay wow what that's a lot of loonies have that's you guys gotten devalued i feel like i feel like we were a lot closer last week the canadian doll we're pumping money out the window like it's crazy bro J we just J pumped Trudeau two trillion the, that's so crazy dude we're no, we're we're making a lot more money. It's it's disgusting. I, I I follow him on Twitter. I'm like, Justin, man, you you gotta stop, dude. We're, Why are you guys like? Can we caveat good. for a second? Why are you guys doing that? Like, 
Are you guys... Oh, th well, there's a global pandemic going on and people are scared, so we need uh, money to keep the economy alive. Are you guys so are you guys issuing out, like, weekly checks or something? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Bi-weekly. They're putting out bi-weekly checks. No kidding. Is that for year, everybody, or do you guys have... Uh, there's restrictions. There's restrictions. Okay. Um, but uh, it's pretty easy to qualify, uh, I guess. So are you know. just uh, using your checks to buy Bitcoin easy. the entire time? No, no, no. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is the sound of a Canadian lying through his teeth. <laughs> okay, so Doug wins week number one. I'll I got week number awesome. one. Whoop, whoop. How, do I, how serious do I want to be about this? I kind of want to be a little bit serious because I think it'd be fun. I'm just going to give you a big one. There you go. Yeah, a one. I, I have yeah. a chart now. Okay, good. Cool. All good. right. Then. Yeah, that no, I think, I think this is fun. I, I like this idea because... And we kind of talked about it last week, but I really did. I, I agreed with you that there was going to be a surge, but I really felt like there was going to be a pretty big pullback, which is why I only went 56. So, all right. So, okay. So, oh, we have to do ours for next week then. Yep. 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 So I'm going to let you okay. go first because uh, you were not the winner this week. So, okay. A week. Where are we in the month? We're halfway through the month. Mm -hmm. uh, it hit 60, so carry the two. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. Wow, that was such a lame joke. I appreciate that bellowing laugh. No, dude, was it was awesome. funny. I, I thought it was it. funny. That's whatever. I thought it was cool. funny. <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to go for... Wait, before you do this, hold on. Here. Let me I just... Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, all right. I have mine uh, written down. I will not okay. change it. Go ahead. Okay, I think we're still going to be in the mid-60s, so I, I'd like to think we're in the high 60s. I'll say 67, 782. Oh, my God. What 67, are you? 67 what? 782. I got, I got, high, I got high prices. Give me the, give me so the, I think we're hitting up. Give I me the pennies. Oh, we're going pennies, too. 67, 782, 82. What the hell? Okay. Um, man, you're so bullish. Yeah, man, dude. we're going to be. So bullish. We're. We're going to be 100K by May, so it's going to be cool. No, I disagree. I disagree. Okay, that's fine. Uh, all right, so 67, 782, 82. And I'm going to go with, uh, we're going to bump up a little bit. I, in fact, we might even spike again. I doubt it, though. I doubt it. I think it's going to be a slow crawl. I'm going to say 59,946, Okay. You don't think? Okay, that's fine. No, I, I don't think. I, I think this time next week, we will. We'll probably have be comfy clipped, at sixty. We'll, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I see that. I think people are going to be comfy near the sixty mark. So. Okay. Because like like would be a massive like a massive milestone, right? Like, because what was the last spike? Sixty two, right? Yeah, it went up to sixty-two. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. We're I, gonna we're gonna blow by that soon. And the, as the as the value goes up, the less coins get taken off the block. The value it we're going once we start rolling, we're rolling quick, man. It's just a matter of when that. I roll I, starts I going. think I think we have a little bit more to go before we start start just kind of snowballing. You know what I mean? I really well, I really think if we haven't started snowballing, I mean. Again, we're kind of in the snowball. Well, I mean, we had a huge pullback, dude. So we'll see. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta zoom out the graph, brother. No, I zoom out. Listen, listen. If you're hodling, it, it doesn't matter, right? I, I don't care. 
I'm just I'm just trying to win is what it is. I'm just trying to win. I, I know, me too. Me too. All right. I think I think it's you have your reasons, I have my reasons. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Uh that's the price check for price this, check week. this week. Uh okay. weekly time. Okay. So, oh, we wanted to talk about Ethereum a little bit. Uh Okay. What happened with Ethereum? Do you want to chat about Ethereum? You want to go How an hour and a half? Let's just go an hour and a half. Okay, we'll quickly talk about Ethereum. Okay. Guys, so Ethereum is a, a cryptocurrency that's, uh, unlike Bitcoin, Ethereum is a very centralized cryptocurrency. It's run by one guy named Vitalik, and he has all the power. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kind of talking shit there. Um, yeah, can we... No, wait, it, it, hold on, it, it, hold on, hold on. We need to preface this, okay? This has to be prefaced with the fact that Seven... I'm sorry, Jeff... I still called you Seven, good lord. Jeff is definitely a Bitcoin maximalist, which is your word of the day. If you don't know what a Bitcoin yeah. maximalist is, it basically means he only believes in, in Bitcoin as a cryptocurrency. Everything else is garbage to him. He does not care. Okay. Yes. And uh, there's my reasons. It's not like I'm just Oh, no, I, that's that fine. I, I mean, we don't have to go into your reasons right now. I'm just saying yeah. when he says something Dude. like uh, Ethereum is garbage, trash, it's centralized, blah, 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 blah. Whatever he's about to say to you, you need to understand. Because I like, I like fairness in, in explaining things. You have to, to be fair, you have to understand that there's nothing I'm going to say or you're going to say in the comments that will probably convince him that Ethereum is a valuable or viable cryptocurrency. And well, that's not true. I, I'm open to changing my mind. It's just there's no, there's no way that there's like Ethereum is bad. I, I'm not, I'm not blocked off to listening to other people. I'm just also trying to very strongly suggest that they do more research into what ethereum actually is and how it works and what's going on along well, let, with every other shit coin let's do this let's 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 you want to play a game let's play a fun game okay oh you have a game okay hey, i just thought of this i just thought of this game i think this might be interesting okay come in. convince me to buy bitcoin or i mean to buy ethereum convince you to buy ethereum yeah tell me tell me why ethereum is good because that will those reasons will be the distinctions between ethereum and bitcoin but coming from you i think that would be very valuable to our listeners okay why would why would i buy ethereum yeah why would you buy ethereum or well, why would you I tell a friend reason... to buy ethereum dude i i really why would I buy Ethereum? The only reason I bought Ethereum early on was that I was going under the assumption that diversifying was a good thing and okay. Ethereum was second in line and it was gonna it had all the DeFi properties and Well let me let me ask a different way. Let me ask you all of those things. Why why do people who like Ethereum why do people who like Ethereum like Ethereum? Oh, because and you have to say uh, it fairly. I'm to not be an asshole. Right, exactly. I'm say it fairly. Why do people... That... Okay, why do they like Ethereum? Because, uh... Oh, I get... Okay, so the reasons people like Ethereum is because... <sighs> okay. The reason people like Ethereum is that it uses a proof of stake rather than a proof of a word. That's not true. And proof of stake... It, well, it's one of the reasons, yes. 
Uh, and Ethereum which makes currently it use does not less use, energy. Ethereum currently does not use proof of stake. Oh, really? Okay. There, Maybe there's actually a, a major thing in the uh, in the Ethereum group. I guess you want to say it's a. I think it's called one five one nine is the new branch that they're talking about where it will become proof of stake. But currently, Ethereum is proof of work. Okay, well, that's good. Okay, so Ethereum. Oh, I was going to talk about reasons why it's bad again. Uh, nope. I'm trying to think of reasons talk, why it's you got to talk about reasons why it's good first. Okay. And admittedly, uh, just for the just for the listeners, dude, I can't think of any. Like, I'm not even trying to be an asshole here. No, I, I know, I, I know, and that's and but he, and this is the only reason I'm doing this is because I am holding you to your own standard, right? Because you are. I, I'm going to say this to, to the listeners. Jeff is one of the most fair-minded people I have ever met. He's obnoxiously so, okay? He is a guy who will, even though he knows the other side to be wrong, he'll listen to them. And I'm one of those people where, like, I've already heard the argument. Screw you, I don't care, right? So he's way more fair-minded than I am. And what I'm trying to do is kind of because this, this show isn't really scripted, I'm sort of like trying to force him to to bring to light the things that are good about Ethereum. Okay, so you, you just want me to pretend that I like Ethereum. I, I can pretend I like okay, Ethereum. Okay, yeah. Maybe I should... And because the next thing okay. I'll do is then go ahead and knock those pins down, right? I'm, I'm literally, I'm letting you set up the pins so you can knock them down because you're way more okay, knowledgeable so than I am about this stuff. But I think people deserve to hear all the sides. You know what I'm saying? So Ethereum is good because it's uh, like they want to say because it's decentralized. They say it's it's not though. It what is the, still what the what Ethereum is still decentralized. Barely. It's, it's also barely. Ethereum. I okay okay. Th this is why Ethereum. Okay, I I remember why. So Ethereum is is a new uh, cryptocurrency that came after Bitcoin that used the blockchain tech in order to write a new language that it. it allowed other shit coins to write new code to write new programs so uh, there's a whole bunch of shit coins on the ethereum network that all run on smart contracts smart contracts are things that uh trigger off when um like you want you want a transaction to happen and you need it to happen at this specific time so uh ethereum can make that happen and it does it does a lot more than just that but when that happens ethereum is used up whereas with bitcoin no bitcoin is used up when you use it like if i give you a bitcoin you have a bitcoin if you give me a bitcoin back i have a bitcoin when i give you ethereum there's a there's a chunk of ethereum that get used up in gas fees so you need to make more ethereum isn't a finite uh source either there's more print i mean i guess people look at that as a good thing one of the best things about bitcoin is that it's scarce and that there's only 21 million that will ever be whereas with ethereum uh you can just pump more in whenever you want and there are there's a set amount that's made it was also pre-mined some so with bitcoin um there was no pre-mining meaning when the program started it said okay start program zero bitcoin in program okay send one bitcoin the mining triggered one bitcoin was made it was sent over and that's how many bitcoin were ex in existence and then the program started up when ethereum started it started okay set program uh start program start program with 
you know, I, I don't know what the number was, but say 10,000 Ethereum. So Vitalik, the guy that made it, just started his account in his wallet with an X amount of Ethereum already there so that he had it in order to execute these smart contracts because you need Ethereum to be used up. And if you didn't have any pre-mine, then you wouldn't be able to use the Ethereum um, to pre-mine things. I guess another reason why people like Ethereum is the, the whole NFT thing that's going on. That's all run on the Ethereum blockchain, I'm pretty sure. So okay. um, these these non-fungible tokens where they're really just strings of just basically another cryptocurrency, but attached with it comes uh, a song or an art piece or whatever. Uh, but in actuality, it's, ju it's just another coin, but that coin uh, has the perceived value of more because it has uh, some art on it. Um, so you can do that with Ethereum, but again, it's kind of irrelevant because why have, why, uh, this is, we're, did we talk about NFTs? We said we might talk about NFTs. We, we mentioned okay, I'll, NFTs I'll quickly, on, on your, what, does, quickly, it, what does that mean? Okay. So, oh, okay. I did put that in there. So, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Okay. Oh, let why me, would you, let me, no, 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 no. I have it. Okay. I have it. Why would you, why would you buy an nft that's worth even if it's worth say a thousand dollars this one coin is worth a thousand dollars um but you could just buy bitcoin which you know in the future is going to be worth much more than that that's this is why i don't understand why people are buying nfts like why have something with a perceived value when you can have something with an actual value you know what i mean it doesn't it doesn't make sense well to me. i mean the argument is essentially the same. Bitcoin is valuable, and we talked about it before. Why is the pen worth a thousand dollars, Jeff? Yeah, because people will because have we'll, it for that. people will pay for it. Why is a Bitcoin okay, worth 50, the... 50, 50, What do we say? What fifty fifty-four thousand dollars? Fifty-four. Because that's yeah. what people will pay for it. So yeah. that argument. But big, the Bitcoin is also has a major much much a much larger a much larger network effect whereas there's a lot more people interested in getting into bitcoin that's just the fact that it's a bigger network whereas with nfts okay one person bought this nft for ten thousand dollars now he has to go out put in the work in order to find somebody else to buy that so that nft can lose value a lot quicker if nobody wants to buy it well here's the thing we have whereas to you bitcoin, and i both have a to lot do, easier we both have to do research on nfts because there was a band uh, who was I? I forget who it was they just released an album as an nft it's kings of leon yeah kings of leon so as i understood nfts it meant that like there was a piece of art and the only way you could own the piece of art was if you owned that blockchain of that piece of art right but how does a band release an album that's an nft because obviously they're going to sell to more than one person right and by the way, uh, listener, dear, dear listener, if you understand this difference, again, we're just two dudes talking. We don't know all the answers. So if you know, please, please reach out to us and explain it to us because it's confusing yeah. to me as well. I'm not, I, pu no I put Jeff on the spot because I thought it'd be kind of interesting, but I don't know the answers even a little bit. So we, yeah. We're just here to spark ideas, man. Yeah. I don't know. I watch a lot of videos and listen to a lot of podcasts, but I've been so I've been so let me there's so much to learn. There really is. So let me let me hit you with my aspects of of Ethereum, as it were. Okay. First of all, I 
I want to say, I think Bitcoin is genuinely an asset in the sense that it will hold, retain, and grow value. Okay? I think Ethereum and, and many, many shit coins, okay, could be a speculative thing. Um, in, in that sense, in the sense that it attracts people to the medium that is crypto, I think it's important. I think the more people that can make money off of crypto, okay, because I believe in the concept of crypto. I believe in a concept where the fiat currency isn't being issued by a government. It isn't being micromanaged by some fed or some, some corporate or, or government house somewhere. Okay. I believe the idea that if we can move away from that, as a society, as a group, as a world society, then we will be more independent and more autonomous. That is what I value. Okay. Do I think Bitcoin is probably the best version of that? Yes, I do. Do I see value in Ethereum? Yes, I do. Because you can trade it. It can be a currency. It is a currency just like Bitcoin, it has detractions as far as I'm concerned as an investor, but it, it is a different tech. It, it has taken the, the blockchain Bitcoin technology and it has gone to the next iteration of that to try to make it more accessible. I think that's valuable. I think the more people that are interested in it, the more people are manipulated or manipulating it, I think that's good. And that's why I see value in Ethereum. Okay, that's my other thing. Is the the, the reason why people are, okay? The other thing that's good about Ethereum is that it it might go up in. If you want to be a trader and you want to trade cryptocurrencies, uh, your ultimate goal, if you're a smart trader, would be take all of your profits and put into into Bitcoin because you'd understand that Bitcoin is what's going to be the major one at the at the end of this whole battle that's going on here so ethereum is one of those that you can trade ethereum is one that helps bring more people's eyes on to just cryptocurrencies in general so in that sense yeah sure like it gets more people being like oh i didn't i don't know what bitcoin is but i heard about ethereum and then it'll make them start looking into bitcoin and looking into the space altogether so in that sense it's good but when you when you buy ethereum or any other shitcoin, people are going to sell it and then okay yeah this is what it is so when people when you buy a shitcoin or ethereum shitcoins just shitcoins in general people are going to sell it when it gets high and they're going to put their money into bitcoin when bitcoin gets high people buy bitcoin when bitcoin goes low people buy bitcoin because nobody's going to well anybody that's smart isn't going to sell their bitcoin when it's high because there's nothing to trade it into anymore you can trade it into fiat currency to buy a sports car or whatever but eventually with the inflation that we're talking about that's happening eventually once in, like hyperinflation hits there's going to be nothing else to trade bitcoin for so you can just skip a step by doing all these trades with Ethereum and other shitcoins, and then you can just buy Bitcoin and not worry about trading, and your 
you'll gain all the benefits of everybody else trading because all of their trades are going into ultimately into Bitcoin. And all you have to do is hold Bitcoin and let everybody else trade and lose their money because if you lose your money on one of these shitcoin trades, all that happened is it's in somebody else's pocket. Whereas with Bitcoin, it's always yours and you know you're safe from inflation of the, the US dollar. Whereas with Ethereum, you're just trying to scam other people. Out okay, there. okay, okay. That's a lot to unpack just right that. there. But here's the thing. This is the way I heard it explained, and it makes the most sense to me. Okay, Bitcoin is a, a hold asset, right? A hold and retain asset. Ethereum is not silver, right? So, so, so uh, Bitcoin is like gold. Okay, even though Jeff disagrees with that, that's fine, whatever. But gold historically has been the asset you purchase to just retain value. It goes up a little bit, that's great, whatever. But what you're really trying to do is you're trying to not lose money, okay? Ethereum essentially is like the stock market. Is This is how I, how I heard it explained, and it makes the most sense to me. If you invest in Ethereum, you're investing in a suite or a, a, a large host of different technologies and coins and everything else, because there's a lot of coins that are actually based on the Ethereum chain. And, yes. and so what you're really doing is you're investing in like the stock market of cryptocurrency. Okay. And if that is your bag, if that's what you like to do, you want to go ahead and you want to micromanage and nuance your way into a fortune. You can do that with an Ethereum blockchain technology. If you want to retain your value, okay, if you want to literally just, listen, I have $1,000 I don't know what to do with, and I don't want to, I don't care, I just don't want to lose $1,000, you buy Bitcoin, okay? If you're the type of person, though, that wants to learn... That does want to lose $1,000. Well, I mean... If you're the type of no, person that does want to lose that $1,000, is that what you were going no, to? It sounded like no, that's what you were going to no, say. If, if you do ass. want to lose that $1,000, no, you can No, because you know what? You can, you can buy technology you can buy crypto that will up in value and you buy in the lows and you sell and i just like the stock market okay like another it's kind of technically a shit coin but it's it's one of the more prestigious shit coins litecoin okay i bought litecoin at 160 and i sold it at 200 right so i made 40 bucks that's fine because that's what I was okay, doing. But, that's what I was focused. But if you know so what, what you're you talking need to about, really think about. Go what you really yeah. need to think about there, though, is okay. Look at the percentages you made on that Litecoin. So what'd you say, one sixty to two hundred? So it went up. Yeah. Oh man, I'm really bad at math, but it went up forty bucks over X amount of time. Yeah. So you need to be able to know if it went up had like you a, just put like that twenty five percent. Twenty five percent. Yeah. Okay. So twenty five percent. So what you need to know is. Uh, had you just put that $160 in Bitcoin, would you have just gotten that 25% and or more and or less? And right. then uh, also value in how much time you put into watching those trade times. I know that you you, you speak about uh, all the technology you can set to do it for you, but uh, the, time, the time you put into trading and then the potential loss you have any any cryptocurrency any shitcoin you put money into that isn't bitcoin has a very high risk whereas when you put money into bitcoin there's zero risk as long as you're as long as you're hodling that's true but as we yes. saw just this week bitcoin went from 
62,000 to 54,000. So if I am... Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the dollar cost. It well, matter. of course if you, it does. If you plan on... Currently it does. If you plan... You can't pretend it doesn't. Once, but when, when inflation hits, it's not going to matter because then that dollar cost is just going to plummet so fast and the, the cost of a Bitcoin, it's going to go skyrocketing. That's why I wanted to talk about inflation. I, I, and I'm not disagreeing. I, I guess what I'm saying is there are people out there who want to be more active in what they're doing. And mm. to those people, I would, this is, would be my advice, not financial advice, but just my advice. I would say you should probably be like an 80, 20, 80% 80 Bitcoin. And if you want to play market, if you want to, to, you know, go ahead and monitor things and, and play with trying to get the most gain out of your cash, uh, taking, uh, and by cash, I mean, converting your fiat into the most you could then go ahead and spend 20% on Ethereum or Litecoin or whatever you want to play with. Go ahead and do your research. I don't care. But the idea that, I guess my problem with your attitude, bud, is you are, there are people that are heavily invested in Ethereum. Like, that's their thing. There are reasons not to like Ethereum. I get it. And I agree with them for the most part. But that doesn't mean that they're not valid because we, at the end of the day, we always talk about this idea of something is only worth what people are willing to pay for it. And Ethereum currently is trading at about 1800. And when I first bought Ethereum, I bought it at 800. So, I mean, I'm already up a hundred, 120% or whatever it is. You see what I'm saying? Like, and remember, for those that are listening, just in case people don't know, you don't have to buy a whole Ethereum or a correct, whole Bitcoin. Correct. We haven't said that in a while. You, you can buy percentages of these things. Right. So, so I guess my point is, is that my, and this is maybe this is a difference in our perceived goals, right? My goal isn't necessarily to tell a person only buy Bitcoin or only buy Ethereum or only buy Litecoin. I don't care. I don't care what you buy. I really don't buy gold, buy land, buy silver, whatever it is, get out of fiat. That's my purpose because yeah, I agree. And, and, and so I think what you're saying is right. I think what you're saying is in terms of stability, Bitcoin is, is the best way to go when it comes to, um, cryptocurrency. Bitcoin is the most solid. It is the most prestigious. It is the top tier, but if you're a type of person who wants to dabble and wants to play around, there are lots of people who have made a lot of money on Ethereum and they've made, and there's lots of people that have made a lot of money on shit coins, you know? And if you want to do the research, lost that, a lot of money on those coins. Oh, absolutely. Well. A absolutely. Of, a lot of people that lost a lot. Of money. That's true. That's true. There are a lot of people who have made a lot and there's a lot of people that have lost a lot. And if you're one of those people that wants to play that market, go it, go, go for it. My, my blessings, whatever. But, the point is, at least you're being proactive with your money. You're not letting some government entity steal the money away from you. That's what I care about, right? So, yeah, you want to invest in Litecoin? You want? I, listen, I have a friend. He he invested five grand in Litecoin, and the last time I talked to him, he was he was down like three grand. Okay, it's not it's not a good call by my standards by my uh what do they call that um 
uh, comfortableness with loss or, or volatility, mm. right? Like mm. it's a very volatile market, but people can make money on it. And I guess the only thing I care about is people making money. I just want people, however they do it, if they can do it well and they can investigate and, and do it well, then I don't care how you make your money. I really don't just do it. You know what I'm saying? So if you're, if you're looking to long-term invest and you just want to, if you want to just be, okay, so Bitcoin is more of like a, a mutual fund, right? Where you just, you plunk your money in and it's just going to gain value and you're not going to worry about it. Bitcoin, do that. It's going to be really boring. You're just going right. to make money all the time. You're mm -hmm. not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. I would agree with going that. going up in value. I would agree with that. But if you want It's to... not really boring. It's actually very exciting. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like I think there's I think there's value on all of the fronts. I do think there's some problems yeah. with Ethereum, but I think that there's a lot of good points to Ethereum. I think I think the I think the most important thing, honestly, is to understand that this technology is super brand new. I mean it's it yeah, Bitcoin's been around for twelve years, but in terms of how it's evolving, like there are new things like N NFTs were not a thing what three years ago, and now they're everywhere. Less than that. You know, so okay, but there's also been there's been three different iterations of these NFTs. There's been Crypto Kitties. There's been some other thing that people did where it's they all just went directly to zero. So right, something to look out. So for. you have to you have to but but if it, if you if you go into this whole thing with the understanding that it's speculative, then then at least it feels like you're you're going in eyes wide open. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. And, and let me just give you a quick analogy yeah, go ahead. here. So, so it'd be like if you if you're a if you're a casino goer and you go to the the roulette wheel and you, you want to go play roulette. Okay, so the ball's bouncing around. It's bouncing around. You can place your bet and you're this is what this is what uh, playing the Ethereum um ethereum and trading trading shit coins is like the ball's bouncing around and you're you're making your bets and maybe you hit the right one and then buying bitcoin is like walking up to the table when it's already landed on black 17 and then you see it there it's done and then you bet on black 17 it's like you already won <laughs> it was boring but you win <laughs> all right i mean that's why I, that's why I, that's why I like Bitcoin. That's why you're a Bitcoin maximalist, and I am a free market capitalist that is excited about non-fiat currency. There's the difference. Cool. Okay. Right on. All right. All right. Should we leave it there? I don't know. We have. We can. We can double dunk next week. It's been. It's been a long show. Yes. Yeah. 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 So maybe we. I'm good. Okay. We'll, I feel uh, like we've we'll, said we'll get what back needs to... to be said. I feel like there's a lot more to be said. There's always more to be said, dude. That was facetious. Maybe we'll do. Yes, I, I caught that. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hopefully you learned something. If not, maybe you laughed once or twice. And if not that, then maybe you, maybe you got something. <laughs> maybe you yeah, got and you something. know what? If you didn't, if you didn't, let's pretend for one second that we weren't super entertaining. I mean, I don't know how you could have not seen us as super entertaining, but let's pretend for a second. You didn't get anything out of this. What well, what would you have wanted to get get out of this? Yeah, we're you know? we're dying for questions. <laughs> Please, <laughs> not give dying, us... but we're you know not dying, but we're I we we like to hear back. Feel from free you guys. to comment down below. Yep, exactly. 
comment down below, <laughs> as it were. Awesome. So, until awesome. next week. And with that. My name is yeah. Doug, and uh, I am with Why Bitcoin, and I have five kids, and this is my co-host. I'm Jeff, and uh, okay, you didn't have to do the, the the funny little info at the end. I do what I want. You know why? Because I don't okay. believe by the rules. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Night, Bye-bye. guys. Bye.